You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, the SEC tournament gets fully underway today. Four games of action. Vandy, they got things started off last night, knocking off Texas A&M. We'll preview each of today's games. Arkansas, they had their pro day yesterday. We're going to catch up with Nikki Chavanel, who covers the Razorbacks for Rivals. We'll get her thoughts on Arkansas football heading into the 2021 season. And Kentucky, they join Florida among teams in the SEC who will not have a football spring game this spring. We'll tell you why in just a second. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. Well, the SEC tournament got underway last night with Vanderbilt taking care of business against Texas A&M, 79-65. Things got a little bit closer in the second half, but Vandy was able to pull away. And Vanderbilt's first SEC tournament win since 2017. Been a while for those guys. Scotty Pippen Jr. led the way for the Commodores, scoring 22 points to go with six assists. Four rebounds, three steals. He was a perfect 15 for 15 at the free throw line. He had the biggest impact than anyone else on the court last night, and he is why Vandy is moving on. For the Aggies, just an overall disappointing season for Coach Buzz Williams. Obviously, COVID has had a huge impact on their downfall. They missed a whole month of action. But Buzz Williams now 24 and 24 in his two seasons in College Station, 12 and 16 in the SEC. Certainly not what the Aggie faithful were expecting so far from Buzz coming over from Virginia Tech. So that sets up things for today. First up, it'll be Mississippi State against Kentucky. BetOnline.ag has the Wildcats as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Key for Kentucky in this game, score at least 68. The Wildcats are 0 for 12 this season when they score 67 points or fewer. They are 9-3 and when they score at least 68. So if you're a Kentucky fan... Score 68. If you're Mississippi State, hold them under 68. This afternoon, we'll have Vandy taking on Florida. Florida went 2-0 on the season versus Vandy. They beat them 91-72 back in December. And then a little closer uh, game back in January, winning 78-71. 17 turnovers for the Commodores in that one. They will need to clean that up today to have a chance against the Gators. Trey Mann playing really well as of late. He's averaged over 20 points in his last three games, shooting just under 40% from three on the season. Vandy need to slow him down to have a chance. But Scotty Pippen Jr., he's talented enough to put the team on his back and ride him to success. We'll see if they can pull off the upset over the Gators. Then tonight, it'll be Georgia versus Missouri. Bet online as Mizzou is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. These two teams met back in February when the Bulldogs shot 49% from the field, holding Mizzou to just 42% shooting in an 80-70 to 70 Georgia win. Severe Wheeler is averaging 14 points and 7 assists to lead the way for the Dogs. Mizzou is 8-0 when they record 8 or more steals in a game. They are 7-8 when they fall short of that mark. Georgia, 
They were a perfect 11-0 when they hold opponents to just 43% shooting or worse. Let's see if Georgia's defense can do the job against Missouri. Missouri needs, you know, could use a, another nice solid win or two in the SEC tournament as they uh, get ready for the NCAA tournament. And the late night game tonight will be South Carolina versus Ole Miss with the Rebels as a seven and a half point favorite on Bet Online. Devontae Shuler, he's averaging just under 16 points a game for Ole Miss. A.J. Lawson averaging close to 17 points a game for the Gamecocks. The key for South Carolina, don't let Ole Miss get to 75 points. South Carolina, they are 0-13 when they allow at least 75 points. They are 6-1 when they hold opponents to under 75. Ole Miss, they are a perfect 13-0 when their defense holds opponents to 41% shooting or less. They are 2-10 when opponents shoot higher than 41%. So those are just some of the numbers to keep an eye on for today's game. Some tidbits from over on the football field. LSU, they held their coaches caravan last night where many of their football coaches participated in interviews. New LSU offensive coordinator Jake Peets, who came highly recommended by former passing game coordinator Joe Brady. Peets said that they want to make LSU, quote, quarterback university. He said Joe Burrow set the bar very high, and they want to continue that success at the quarterback spot for years to come. One other LSU note, the Tigers are reportedly hiring away a key staffer from Kansas. According to Football Scoop, LSU was targeting Kansas personnel lead Will Redman for a director of personnel strategy type of role on Ed Ogeron's staff. They add that uh, Redman's title will be director of personnel research and strategy at LSU. Over at Kentucky, Coach Mark Stoops and the Wildcats, they are set to hit the practice field next week. They will have 15 practices, but it will not include a spring game, the program announced last night. The decision not to hold a spring game was made as they continue to prioritize UK Athletics' proud partnership with UK Healthcare and local and state authorities. Basically, Kroger Field is being used as one of the largest vaccination clinics in the state of Kentucky, and Kentucky... Uh, the Wildcats would rather not call that off to have a football game over there. So Coach Stoops said, I want to give a special shout out to everybody working hard to give the COVID tests and vaccines at Kroger Field. We appreciate the work they're doing for the people in the Commonwealth. It makes sense, right? If you're Kentucky, like you don't want to hold a spring game and say, all right, everybody clear out, giving out these vaccines. We got a football game to be played. And they'd rather give that up, continue to vaccine rollout, and then have a full football season in Kroger Field during the regular season in the fall. Uh, Texas A&M, they announced they've adjusted their spring schedule slightly. They will now begin their spring ball on March 29th with their spring game played on April 24th. If I'm not mistaken, they basically pushed everything back a week. So Aggies will get started at the end of this month. April 24th will be their spring game. During the uh, 2019 recruiting cycle, it was a five-star recruit by the name of Antonio Alfano. He was one of the most sought-after prospects, and his college career has not gone as expected. He signed with Alabama in December of 2018, but entered the transfer portal in October, landed at Colorado, and he is once again now looking for a home. On Wednesday, they tweeted he tweeted that he was once again entering the transfer portal. He did not see the field during his time at Colorado. He was the number five overall prospect in 2019, and he's just had a bunch of off-the-field issues, so which that young man the best. We'll see where he ends up now. 
leaving Alabama, now leaving Colorado. Over at Florida, Kadarius Toney is one of the highest rated uh, wide receivers coming out in this draft. It appears that his music career, however, has some NFL scouts, quote, concerned. According to John Ledyard of the Pewter Report, he tweeted a screenshot from The Athletic showing that some scouts wonder if Tony, whose rap name is Young Joka, is more passionate about football music than football. He released an album January of last year, went on to have one of the most productive seasons of his Florida career uh, this past fall, catching 70 passes for almost 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. I think he released another album recently, but uh, that to me sounds like you're just looking for things to be worried about. The guy obviously has a, uh, had a ridiculously productive career in Florida, and so what if he does some music stuff in his spare time? Is he focused on football? Is he going to perform for you? That's all that matters. So quick baseball note, I saw that Mississippi State relief pitcher Landon Sims, he has 25 strikeouts in nine and two-thirds innings pitched this season. That means only four batters he's faced all year did not strike out. Everyone else did. 25 strikeouts. Really, really impressive. And just one more football note, I saw that uh, Coach Nick Saban was on a podcast called All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. He was asked... What still motivates him? He said, well, I think the shelf life for me does not come with age or a number. It comes with, do you still feel like you can create value in the organization by doing a good job and having an impact on helping the players in the program have a better chance to be more successful in life, whether it's personal development, academic growth, uh, graduating from school. As long as I can do that, I feel good about doing this, but I don't want to ride the program down. We'll see what that uh, number is for Nick Saban, but I got a feeling it's not happening anytime soon to the chagrin of the rest of the SEC. And that is Around the Conference. Coming up next, we're going to talk all things Arkansas Razorbacks with Nikki Chavanel of uh, covers Arkansas Razorbacks for uh, Rivals.com. That's next. Quick minute here for our friends at rockauto.com. They're family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com right now, you could shop for Auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Look, the weather is starting to heat up. Some of you guys are going to start having AC problems. Maybe it just needs a little Freon. Maybe it just needs a little check. You can check for whatever parts you need right now at rockauto.com. they got everything from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, whatever it is, rockauto.com. They've got a unique and remarkably easy-to-navigate catalog. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose from the brands and specifications that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, always reliably low, and the same for uh, the professionals or do-it-yourselfers like you and I. Go to rockauto.com right now. You can see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you're right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. It is amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Locked on SEC is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves, and they are bringing more confidence to the bedroom. It is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form 
and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets, look, they combat all forms of ED, and they can help men like you and I gain extra confidence for when it is time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no trips to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is very simple. You can sign up at BlueChew.com. You can consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. The best part, it is all done online. Don't even need to leave your house. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. Their sildenafil and tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it is time to perform, visit BlueChew, that's C-H-E-W.com, for more details and important safety information. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. You just pay the 5 bucks shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hey, betting on the SEC does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, they got your daily picks, blowout specials, Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're full on into pro day mode as a lot of the colleges are having their pro days and across the SEC. The first team to get everybody started was Arkansas yesterday holding their uh, first official pro day coming up next. We'll have Alabama. We'll have uh, LSU. We'll have tons of uh, schools over the next couple of weeks. But uh, join us now to talk all things Arkansas Razorbacks is Nikki Chavanel of hogbeat.com. She covers Arkansas for rivals.com. Nikki, how's it going? Welcome into the show. Hey, hey, yeah, everything's great. It's a really busy time right now. <laughs> I Probably be- busiest of the year, but it's fun. Yeah, I bet. It's, uh, I, I was trying to track how some of the guys were, were looking at uh, at Pro Day. And obviously, look, I think a lot of eyes are on Felipe Franks, a guy who went to the Senior Bowl and, you know, uh, got to shine a little bit there and had that whole week around some really superior talent in front of the eyes of a lot of scouts. Let's just start with Felipe. What uh, what was the reaction on how he looked in pro day, and what are you hearing, at least from uh, some of the scouts and whatnot, on, on where Felipe uh, should be looking when it comes to the NFL draft? Uh, you know, unfortunately, we weren't allowed in to see his performance, but um, – yeah, he has all the upside that I think, but the real advantage for him, I think, is that his, uh, you know, evasiveness, getting away from defenders, that wasn't very good at Arkansas because of the the offensive line. And I think that when he has an NFL offensive line, he's going to be a lot better. Uh, but his arm is always very impressive in um, drill type situations, so I have no doubt that he looked really good today. Yeah, I know uh, the the field Gates had tweeted out that he came in measured a little bit over six feet and uh, two two hundred thirty four pounds, but he ran a four five eight and a four six one forty. I would say that 
you know, that's pretty good speed. I almost wonder if some teams might start looking at him saying, hey, would you be open to playing another position if quarterback doesn't work out? Because obviously that kind of speed at the NFL level, uh, teams are going to be excited about that. Have you heard any buzz on any of the other guys from uh, Rakeem Boyd, the running back, to Jerry Jacobs or any of the other guys who took part in the uh, pro day? We unfortunately still haven't received uh, results, like official results. Uh, I know Jonathan Marshall did 35 reps on the bench. Um, Xavier Kelly, who was a backup defensive tackle, had only 25. So I know 35 seems like a a big, big number in comparison. And obviously he was the strongest guy on the team last season. Um, Rakeem Boyd, I mean, I think a lot of, uh, what Rakeem needs to show is more in his just commitment. Um, a lot of people have seen what he can do when he gets the ball enough, but uh, it's not always going to be that way at the next level. So I think scouts want to see that he's committed to the game even when uh, he's not the star. What what happened with Rakeem last year? Because he was so good uh, the prior years, and it's it just felt like this past year, and whether it was injuries or what, what was the story with Rakeem Boyd this past year at Arkansas? Yeah, well, they start the season against Georgia with you know one of the best uh, defensive lines out there, so they just weren't getting much in the way of the run game at all in that game. Um, they started giving Traylon Smith uh, some more reps so that they could rotate them. And then, um, you know, Boyd was banged up a bit. He had to miss some time because of COVID protocols. And so Smith just started, you know, getting more yards than he did and just looked like the better option. And so uh, the more time that Boyd had to miss, it just, I mean, I felt it coming. I could just tell that, uh, you know, at some point he was going to make the decision because he was not going to have nearly um, the season that I think people expected him to have. I know you have a piece up at uh, at Hogbeat on Jerry Jacobs, who is a guy who was a DB and, you know, opted out after just a couple of games into this season. Uh, what's the story there on Jerry Jacobs and ultimately why he decided to opt out? Yeah, that one's, that one's a tough one. Um, he opted out after uh, he was injured in the Auburn game. Um, and so the next game against Ole Miss, they plugged in some underclassmen, and one of them, Hudson Clark, he was a walk-on um, a, a redshirt freshman, and he had three picks. And so the next game, I mean, the coaches, there's not much choice. You have to start that guy. And so Jacobs, I think, just in kind of a unstable kind of mental state, worried about what was going to happen. I mean, he transferred to Arkansas to, you know, get some draft stock and, and get drafted, hopefully. So uh, everything just fell apart for him after that injury. And I think he wasn't ready to mentally handle um, all of that. And Sam Pittman tried to, you know, told him to stay, but um, – uh, once once Jacobs decided to go, uh, Pittman wasn't going to let him uh, reverse that decision. So uh, he learned a big lesson from that. I'm not sure how NFL scouts will take it. It is uh, interesting to see, you know, obviously there's so much talent across the SEC of guys going to the next level. If you had to guess, who, who will be the first Arkansas Razorback drafted in, in the coming draft in a couple of weeks? Um, That's tough. 
I want to say it might be Jonathan Marshall. Uh, I think that he has a lot of upside that teams are going to want to take a chance on early. He was one of uh, the you know guys with the highest pressures in the most snaps last season, and uh, his strength um, and his performance today, I think, uh, will have him going maybe as high as you know the fourth or the fifth. And uh, I don't know right now if Raheem, Bo- Raheem Boyd is, is high enough to beat him. Yeah, it's uh, it, it will be interesting. And look, a big feather in the cap for Sam Pittman if he can say, hey, we have this guy drafted high, this guy drafted high. And, uh, you know, it always helps recruiting when that happens. More with Nikki Chavanel right after this. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, the SEC tournament is getting into full swing today. If you haven't already, if the games haven't tipped or, you know, maybe it's still early enough, you can still get in on tonight's games. You could do all that at betonline.ag. Check out the spreads on the games or just uh, you want to go long long shot and say, hey, I think uh, Florida or Kentucky can upset it and win this whole thing. They've got the action for you right there at betonline.ag. It is real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline, they got you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to their website right now. You can do so on your laptop, mobile device, tablet, whatever you have. Sign up today and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 5-0. And you can do so at uh, betonline.ag. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Look, we've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a while, the best tasting protein bar in the market. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all their bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Look, we know we got those tournaments going on right now. Built Bar, they've got their own tournament going on, and they've got daily matchups that you can vote on right now at BuiltBar.com. Today's matchups Two pretty good ones. You got caramel brownie versus cherry barcia and lemon almond cheesecake versus carrot cake with walnuts. Uh, I'm going to go with my picks personally. I'm going caramel brownie in the first matchup and then lemon almond cheesecake in the second one. If you agree with me, you can. If not, you can vote the other way. Just go vote right now at builtbar.com or you can search them on Twitter. And remember to use our promo code LOCKEDON20. When you're placing an order, you'll get 20% off. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup at BuiltBar.com and who will become the best-tasting protein bar ever. Hey, this year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, March 14th, reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten, Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors, they host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the Locked On College Network of podcasts. Follow at Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, anywhere you can find us, Locked On Live. Do that today and make sure you watch our live selection Sunday special this Sunday, March 14th. I'll be part of that, talking about uh, some of the SEC teams. And we're hoping for six teams. We'll see how many uh, SEC schools get in, but uh, some teams with some work left to do out there. 
Continue our conversation with Nikki Chavanel from hogsbeat.com, of course, uh, the rival site for Arkansas. Nikki, I want to turn the page and look a little bit ahead to next football season because for uh, Hog fans, it feels like there's plenty of reason to be uh, excited and optimistic about the future, just starting with all the guys that are coming back, particularly on the offensive line and on the defensive side of the ball. What's the uh, level right now, excitement level for Hog fans looking ahead to next season? Yeah, well, like you said, they return a lot of good offensive pieces. Anytime you return your entire starting line, you expect them to take a big step forward. And at a lot of offensive line positions, there are are battles going on. So that encourages even more improvement. Um, I think what everyone is hopeful for is that K.J. Jefferson can rise to the occasion and uh, meet his potential. Uh, we saw it against Missouri, uh, but even then his, his completion percentage was like 54%. I think people want to see that uh, higher, uh, but he was able to score four scores, one, on, one with his legs. So uh, I think, you know, with Traylon Burks, you have one of the best receivers in, you know, the whole nation, in my opinion. So uh, it's just, can KJ rise up? and meet the moment. Uh, I know he's been waiting for it, and the team believes in him, so that's going to be, I think, the biggest piece. Yeah, I'm so intrigued by the the different the different weapons that they have. I mean, I I wrote a piece a couple of weeks ago on you know looking ahead to the quarterbacks next next season, and you know I had a couple of people tell me maybe pump the brakes on KJ Jefferson. Maybe he's not the guy. Maybe one of these new guys coming in might compete with him for the job. That said, the small sample size we've seen from KJ, I mean, just think of the Missouri game this past year, he's shown he's got the talent to be the guy. And nothing against Felipe Franks, but it feels like the sky is still the limit for even KJ or whoever to perform better at the quarterback spot than what we saw from Felipe. Felipe, in terms of completion percentage, you know, is – I think now the the highest over a single season Arkansas has ever had. So a lot of people, um, you know, appreciate that about him. But in a lot of situations, he could have made better decisions to help Arkansas win more games. So even, you know, there's still room for improvement in that aspect. And I think there's hope that even if, you know, KJ isn't um, delivering at a high completion percentage, he can still make more happen um, with his legs or just by, um, you know, throwing the ball away instead of taking a sack. How excited are people for Grant Morgan coming back? I mean, I know he obviously was a big piece of that defense, but uh, there's so many great names on that defense, but it starts with him and feels like you bring back your defensive leader. Uh, that That's a great starting piece moving ahead. Yeah, uh, I think that you would have had to, you know, drag Grant Morgan kicking and screaming out of that building <laughs> the second that he found out, you know, he gets to stay for another year. Um, he's just, yeah, the heart and soul of the team and turned into a really, really good player. Um, and, you know, two years ago, that just wasn't the case. Uh, if Grant Morgan was going to the game, you're like, okay, uh, you know, someone's hurt. Uh, things aren't going well, uh, but, you know, now, yeah, he's one of the best players on the entire team, and, um, you know, I think people still expect this linebacker group to take a, a step up. Uh, you know, they made a change at the linebacker coaching position, uh, so they're hoping that helps 
even though they had obviously ridiculous stats last year. That's not always the sign of, you know, a lot of success just racking up tackles. Yeah, and a bunch of interceptions in a couple of games this past year. They're hoping to, to carry that over into next year. Uh, when you look at this recruiting class, right in the top 25, according to, to rivals and uh, you know Sam Pittman, we know that's one of the things that he does really well. Uh, is there anybody to keep an eye on in this recruiting class that maybe can make an impact in year one? Sure, yeah. Well, okay, so I would have said Keytron Jackson – uh, the four-star wide receiver that's enrolled early, but he did have a little bit of a, a knee injury, had to have surgery, so I think he's a little bit set back from where he might have been. Uh, but I've even heard that uh, Jaden Wilson, uh, the three-star receiver uh, from DeSoto, uh, that he's been doing really well, um, and he's got a little bit less competition as, at his spot, I think, because he's got Trey Knox and uh, – Tyson Morris out there. So two guys that were, you know, battling it out all last season. So he's got an opportunity. And then uh, Raheem Sanders, I call him Rocket. They moved him uh, to the running backs room, even though he technically signed as a wide receiver. And he's already receiving pretty high praise just because he's a different type of running back than the guys that they have on campus. So people see that he could, you know, contribute in a different way. It's uh, it's exciting to look ahead to next season. Um, we we know the schedules have, have come out, and gosh, the, the Razorbacks have such a, a a tough game in week two already. You get Steve Sarkeesian, the the former Alabama offensive coordinator, now at Texas, coming into uh, Fayetteville with his squad. Um, how excited are fans for that game? I mean, we'll see what continues to happen with the the vaccine rollout and all that. But I imagine if uh, we're going to have a bunch of fans in the stands for that game, that uh, fans are going to be amped up for that one. Yeah, I mean, Texas Texas will have their fair share of you know kinks that they got to work out at the beginning of the season. So I think that uh, Arkansas fans are going to go into that game with plenty of hope that they can they can knock them off. The uh, the the four game the the four games on the road. My goodness, though, it doesn't get any tougher than at Georgia, at Ole Miss, and then on the back half of the season at LSU and at Alabama. What's realistic for fans? Are they just hoping, you know, six wins, bowl eligible, or are they setting their uh, sights higher than that? I think some some fans think that you know they could get an upset or a win here or there. That they're not supposed to get like. Like that, they almost got that Auburn game last year. So um, I think most people are are going for six in bowl eligibility. Uh, but with that tough schedule, I mean, it just seems like Arkansas has a tough schedule every year. It doesn't doesn't really get easy. <laughs> she is Nikki Chavanel, reporter for uh, the Arkansas Rivals website, hogbeat.com. Uh, Last thing for you, Nikki. Uh, we don't know who the Razorbacks are going to play Friday night, but. How we feel about the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks basketball team in the uh, SEC tournament on Friday? We think uh, thinking that they're going to go pretty deep here. Well, uh, I know that anything can happen in the tournament setting, but they are one of the hottest teams in the nation, and they've had a week to prepare. They'll be able to, uh, you know, scout both and then take their pick and and go into that game. I think uh, Jalen Williams potentially not being able to play is a factor, but. Uh, they figured it out against Texas A&M, so I'm sure they can do it again. Nikki, great stuff. We really appreciate the time. Thanks so much.
Thank you. All right. That's Nikki Chavano. You can follow on Twitter at Nikki Chavano and, uh, of course, uh, covers the Arkansas Razorbacks, hogbeat.com, part of the uh, Rivals uh, website covering the Arkansas Razorbacks. Does a, uh, an awesome job and one of the better followers out there when it comes to all things uh, Arkansas. And, you know, it's, it is crazy. I had uh, reached out to uh, one of the guys uh, over in the athletic department in Arkansas a couple days ago, and I said, hey, are you guys going to have the, the pro day open to the media? And he said, no, it's going uh, to be closed. You know, we'll have media availability with the, um, with the guys afterwards. But, yeah, for as far as sitting there and getting to watch all their drills, no, that's with COVID times, all that's kind of tough to do. So we appreciate Nikki coming on. She's telling us, like, hey, this is what I'm hearing. I mean, it's like kind of you have to read what some of the national people are putting out there from uh, social media. But I did see that uh, um, one of the guys out there had tweeted that Jonathan Marshall did have uh, 36 bench reps. And for the record, 36 reps on the bench, that would have been the best mark at the combine last year among interior defensive linemen. So a good start for Jonathan Marshall at his pro day. And like Nikki said, probably going to be the first Razorback name heard uh, during the NFL draft. We'll just see what round, the, you know, is that the third round? Is that the fifth round? We'll see exactly where uh, Jonathan Marshall goes in just a couple weeks. But uh, Felipe Franks, Rakeem Boyd, two of the other big names that expected to hear their names called. And Arkansas gets us started with their first pro day. We'll have a lot more uh, SEC teams in coming weeks with their official pro days as well. That's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow on Locked on SEC. Full reaction to today's slate of games in the SEC tournament. And we'll get into the big dogs tomorrow, previewing the uh, top four seeds and their matchups. LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, all that tomorrow. But uh, enjoy the basketball today. We'll talk about it tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.